Welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule, where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and learn more about how to have a happy home, family, and healthy relationships. Well, good evening and welcome to At Home with Debbie Rule. Tonight we have a great show planned for you. We're continuing our wedding series and we're going to be talking about This Isn't My First Rodeo, planning your second or third wedding. Uh, last week we discussed how to have a fabulous wedding reception on a budget. And if you're getting married or you are the parents of someone getting married, then this show is for you. If you would like to have input on tonight's program and you haven't already written in, you can text us at 325-428-6145. You can also interact with our Facebook page at Home with Debbie Rule. We're happy to hear and share with all of our listeners your thoughts, stories, and testimonies over the next hour that we spend together. Every week, I share these statements of how important I believe the home is. I believe every home should be filled with family, friends, food, music, love, and celebration. But most of all, it should be a place to gather, to be cozy, to feel safe, and the peace of God. I feel honored to have those around me year-round, and I love to say I'm at home with family and friends. Stay tuned for Thoughts from Home. At Home with Debbie Rule, your place to discover more about home, family, and relationships. Everybody wants to be in love, have great kids, and the perfect home. But nobody wants to talk about how to get there. At Home with Debbie Rule is a safe place to get advice on how to fight fair or call 911. In-laws or outlaws. Who the heck are these kids and what do I do with them? Let's face it, modern family isn't all fairy tales. Because there are a few places that really explore the reality of relationships, the good, the bad, and the ugly, At Home with Debbie Rule is a place where you can freely ask questions, share stories, and testimonies. I'm Debbie Rule. Join me every Sunday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule, a talk show about home, family, and relationships. At Home with Debbie Rule, right here on 95.3 FM and knelradio.com. Follow us at Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. I look forward to seeing you this weekend, Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. at Home with Debbie Rule. Summer is almost here, and do you want that beach tan without going to the beach? Well, we've got a little bit of the tropics for you right here. Cuts and Such has one month of unlimited tanning for the low price of $45. That's right, one month of unlimited tanning for $45. Cuts and Such is open Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to noon, for your tanning convenience. No need to make an appointment. Just walk in and experience the newest, hottest tanning beds around. Cuts and Such is located at 1904 South Bridge, so stop by today. Welcome back. This is Thoughts from Home. So you've gotten married before? Well, you're not one of the many young millennials couples that are getting excited about being engaged on Facebook. You had your wedding excitement the first time around. But that doesn't mean just because you've done it before, you don't want it to be amazing the second time. After all, this time it's finally getting it right. Right? There's a lot of misleading discourse out there on the subject of second and third weddings. Some people say you don't need any of the hoopla you had for your first marriage. Other people say that you should do it even bigger and better for your second. That's just the thing. Everyone's different. But no bride wants to be pigeonholed no matter which number the wedding is. 
There are a couple of things to keep in mind, a few etiquette rules that most experts seem to agree on, and that's the veil. Most resources we've checked agree that the bride should not wear a veil for a remarriage since it symbolizes purity and being untouched. If you want something similar, a beautiful flower crown or a bejeweled headband could do the trick. As for wearing white, though, the bride still may wear white or in a white gown, though the color originally represented purity. Before that, it was a symbol of celebration. So it's totally fine for your second marriage. Another key or rule question is often whether or not your father should walk you down the aisle. Since he really gave you away once before, it might be uncomfortable for the both of you to do it again. If so, you and your groom could walk down the aisle together, or you could strut solo, signifying that you're going into this marriage independently. Many times for a second wedding, couples opt to skip some of the unusual planning woes and get right to the point. Become husband and wife. Luckily, the pressure is off because there really isn't a traditional take on how a second wedding should go. It's really up to the couple's personal style. In many remarriages, couples may often skip certain customary elements like having a bridal party or escort down the aisle in favor of something that feels a bit more appropriate and personal. Destination weddings usually take out the pressure of having to invite everyone you know. Putting a plane ticket in the mix eliminates a lot of potential guests, which makes your ceremony that much more intimate and a getaway feeling. Ever heard of a surprise wedding? If not, it's exactly what it sounds like. Your guests have no idea that the party or event they showed up for is going to actually be your wedding. Certainly a playful take on the traditional ceremony, a surprise wedding can eliminate the pressures of living up to everyone's expectations and having everything perfect. Basically, you just get all your family and friends together in one place. Tell them something like it's a dinner party or it's a birthday party. Then you get married. You likely won't get gifts this way, but chances are you've probably gotten all those kitchen appliances you could ever dream of for your first wedding. Oh, and you save a bunch of money. No save the dates, no sit-down dinners, no extravagant receptions, just one big happy party with all your favorite people. One way to change things up for your remarriage might be to change up the roles your kids and parents play. This time around, perhaps have your son walk you down the aisle, or your daughter as the honor attendant. Another unique way to include your kids is to add step-parent vows to the children, where you and your new husband both include vows to your stepchildren and how you will take care of them. The main key with including your kids in the wedding, of course, is to make sure that they want to be included. If there are no sore feelings, then it's a really sweet detail to a non-traditional wedding. Wording your invites may be a little tricky the second or third time around since your parents may have paid for your first wedding, but likely not your second. They may not be listed as the hosts of your remarriage. You can still include your parents on the invitation, but underneath you and your fiancé's name. You would read the bride and groom's names together with their parents request your attendance. Of course, the dress. Arguably one of the most important parts of the wedding, right next to the ring, and the husband. What you wear during your remarriage is totally up to your personal style. You can go long, T-length, short, wear a suit, something lacy or sleek. You can pick any shade of cream of white or you can pick a color. Most brides prefer for muted tones, but your dress can be a gown intended for a wedding or any dress that is beautiful or flattering. You can even go outside the box and hop into a bridal jumpsuit romper or a two-piece trouser and top combo. These untraditional takes on wedding day fashion are quickly catching attention of many 
brides to be. Forget the rumor that an engagement ring is out for number two and number three and so on. Please, did Liz Taylor or Zhajo forego the big rock on round number five? If anything, this may be your chance to get the bling you couldn't afford in your 20s. Or it could be your chance to go with a little less traditional stone, like a colored diamond, sapphire, ruby, or emerald. But most of all, don't stress. At the end of the day, all you want is to be married. All the details never really seem to matter once you've stared at the one you're loving and then staring in their eyes and thinking about how wonderful your lives will be together. Surely you remember the stress of your first wedding, so this time, just focus on the end result. There's no reason to be stressed when you're getting married to someone you love. Do what you want, let it be all about you and the one you're marrying. And remember, this might not be your first rodeo, but hopefully it will be your last. This has been Thoughts from Home. Stay tuned for more of At Home with Debbie Rule. We'll be right back. Are you getting married or do you know someone getting married? To celebrate a wedding season and all of those who are planning the best day ever, At Home with Debbie Rule is doing a giveaway, a wedding extravaganza. The wedding extravaganza package includes a two-night stay in the most romantic wedding destination, the famous Terlingua Ghost Town. A wedding and videography package from top-rated Austin photographer Rebecca Paul Photography. A his and her day of pampering from Cuts and Such Family Hair Salon and much, much more. To register for the At Home with Debbie Rule wedding extravaganza giveaway, call KNEL at 597-2119. That's 597-2119. Or stop by Cuts and Such at 1904 South Bridge and register to win. On social media, visit At Home with Debbie Rule Facebook and get registered. Be sure and tune in on Sundays at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com as we continue our wedding series, An Affair to Remember, Your Wedding Day. Home, family, and relationships can be a challenge, and we have some answers for you right here on 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Join me, Debbie Rule, every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. for At Home with Debbie Rule. And this week on the program, we're continuing our wedding series with This Isn't My First Rodeo, Planning Your Second or Third Wedding. Join me this Sunday at 6 o'clock on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com for At Home with Debbie Rule. I'll see you then. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where tonight we're continuing our series, the wedding series, and tonight we're talking about It's Not My First Rodeo, Planning Your Second or Your Third Wedding. And uh, there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of do's and don'ts, but pretty much whatever you want to do anymore is the way it goes. And uh, joining me tonight on the program is my wonderful husband, Rudy. Hi, Debbie. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. I sure am enjoying this wedding series, especially on the heels of our daughter's wedding. 
it's been kind of fun. Yeah. Things are kind of fresh on uh, on our mind. And, That's right. And uh, tonight, you know, we want to focus on those that have been married before because there's sometimes some extra stress on those that are getting married the second time or third time or maybe even more than that because uh, there's more people involved. Uh, there's more... Uh, family, extended family, and sometimes there's children involved and things that uh, we didn't do in the first time, you know, the first go around that we do in the second or things that we did do that we don't do this time. So going to help some folks out with some of those things. But basically, uh, you know, when you're at the point of second or third marriage, the wedding should be secondary to making the marriage work. Uh, so we talk a little bit about that tonight, too. But um, uh, the first week uh, of our wedding series, we had uh, Gabby and Zane, Ivy. They were here discussing just uh, how it is to be engaged and how it is to plan a wedding and how much the groom participates and just talking freely. It was wedding week for them, so there was a little stress involved. But uh, it was uh, she said yes to the ring. Now what? And uh, then we continued with uh, how to have a fabulous reception on a budget and how to have your dream wedding. And tonight, it's not my first rodeo, second or third wedding. So a lot of insight on, on uh, first and weddings, but now second and third weddings and multiple. You know, people, it's not uncommon for people to have multiple weddings. You know, if I had compared a wedding to a rodeo, I'd be in trouble. But I just <laughs> love the fact that you're calling it a, not my first rodeo. Weeha! Roped and tied. Well, it can be exciting. I just love what you said. And sometimes also about you fall it. off. It's all about you, girl. <laughs> Do this wedding the way you want to. Well, you know, isn't it going to be that way anyway? I mean, most of the time it's <laughs> about exactly that anyway. Right. Anyway, so honesty let's just, is. Let's I'm just telling be you. honest right here. That's right. Usually and the bride get that is, bling bling. Yeah, usually the bride's going to win out on that. You got that right. You know, there's so many different questions that you're asking yourself about. You know, second weddings. You know, what's appropriate? What's not appropriate? Of course. Uh, if you're going to do something that's inappropriate, if it's obvious, then it's going to be a no-no. But most people are not going to figure out what's a no-no and what's bad a, taste you know. is a no-no. Don't do first, bad second, third, taste. whenever. Yeah. But but when it comes to uh, a second or more, yeah, there really are no boundaries. You can do what you want to. Make mm-hmm. it about you and the person you're marrying, and make it the what what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess, now you've never complained, but I guess some folks get married and wish they had done things differently. Well, this is your opportunity to do things differently. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to, there's no convention. There's no guidelines. Uh, don't let anybody rain on your parade or put you mm-hmm. down or tell you you can't do that because you can. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one thing you want to be sure, though, is in the wedding announcement, you don't want to be posting on Facebook or somewhere like that that you're getting married before you tell your parents or your children, you know, well, your, your time, family. Yeah, timing is very important. <laughs> timing is really important, and, and I say that. Don't be snide or vindictive or try to get even with anybody from the past either. Yeah. Make it about what's coming in the future. Yes, and so many times people don't think that through, but, uh, you know, informing your your family and in, and especially the children. I think sitting down and talking with them and surely they know if you've been serious with someone that that marriage could be um, 
something that's coming in the future. But it's really important for you to talk with your kids and to help them understand that, you know, this is not replacing your parent um, if they're old enough to understand that. You know, of course, age-appropriate discussions is very important. But, you know, you need to make your children feel good about it. If, if you're getting married and you have kids that are sour about it and have a bad attitude, that just really adds a lot of stress sure to you going into marriage. And really and truly, um, I'm not saying let your kids rule your world or make your decisions for you, but maybe holding off just a little bit until you can work through some of those fears or anxieties or issues that they may have with the one that you're marrying. Sometimes it's just out of... Um, you know, they're just they're just jealous uh, because someone else is coming into mom and dad's life or they're trying to protect their parent. For whatever reason, it may not be a healthy situation, but it it certainly needs to be addressed and uh, and not just, you know, pushed aside and said, well, your feelings don't matter here. I'm going to get married. I love this person and you're just going to have to get right with it. If it gets down to that where you have to kind of you know, let them know how it's going to be. But you need to listen to them. You need to give them a little bit of time to adjust. And especially if you're marrying quickly, which is not a good thing. You know, a lot of times you're doing that for all the wrong reasons. But, you know, allowing them a little time to get used to the idea that you're going to be married again. Don't rush. Don't rush. You know, a lot of times first marriages end because they rushed into it. Don't rush. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially with children, if it's a problem, you have a a choice of action. You can make the problem better or you can make the problem worse. And, you know, go on the side of making the problem better. Talk it out. Maybe some more time needs to go by. Uh, Some understanding. People change. Every day is a new day. Some people Mm -hmm. are different today than they were yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, give them that opportunity. Mm If you are um, the ex-spouse of someone that is planning on moving on and getting married, hopefully you have a good relationship with your child's parent now, and you can be a, play a big part in helping your kids understand that, you know, this is not replacing our relationship, and, and nothing's going to change that. You're just going to get an addition to your family, which is really a blessing, and encourage them and help them. You know, when you say... Uh, when maybe you're a little um, upset about it yourself or, you know, you have negative feelings about it, your kids pick up on that. Or, you know, you say, I can't believe she's going to, you know, marry that sorry guy and blah, blah, blah. Your kids are hearing that. They're repeating that. So that doesn't help the situation. So uh, if there are issues, talk about them openly and honestly uh, between the adults and then sit down and talk with the kids. But be a positive um a positive force in your kid's life and help them to adjust to the changes that are coming. And if you give the blessing, then I guarantee you, your kids are going to come along and think it's okay because they're trying to really protect you. So be positive about it. You know, even if you're not like that, that does make a world of difference yeah. and you're not adding fuel to the fire. You're putting the fire out and you're saying, Hey, this is a good thing. Let's move forward. Everybody's on board. Everybody's in agreement. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have one child that isn't, but everyone else is. And so it kind of helps them uh, change the way they think about things. Mm-hmm. So include them, you know, include the kids in the wedding as much as they want to be included. And they may be saying, no, 
I don't want to, and they may have a really bad attitude about it, but sometimes that's just a a defense mechanism. So, you know, kind of encourage them into that and include them and and, uh, honor them as your children and and just help them to adjust. And I guarantee you that if you put them, you know, add them to somewhere in the ceremony and honor them, they're going to respond to that in a positive way. So... um, Don't put them in there and say, well, now this is your new mother or your new father. You know, don't put them on the spot about things like that unless that's something that's already been, you know, happening in your home or they already identify with that person uh, as a mom or a dad. But if they don't, then be very careful about the words that you use because kids can get really protective. And parents as well, you know, when you're informing your parents. Sometimes parents continue to have a close relationship with an ex-spouse. You know, when parents get, when people get divorced, it's like the families have to get divorced. And sometimes there's close relationships there. And it's hard when uh, they're told, well, you know, it's, you can't talk to that person or you can't have a relationship with that person. And so someone else comes in to your life and it's hard for them to accept it too sometimes. So be gentle, be gentle with your family, with your parents, with your kids, helping them to get used to the idea, um, and then ease into the situation. And if there's anything that's uh, causing too much friction, maybe you should look at that and, and listen. Stop and listen. Because you certainly don't want to be going down this road again. Uh, but, but listen and see uh, if there's any validity to their feelings or if there's anything that's going on there that you maybe should look at. Sometimes we get all involved in our emotions and we don't look at what's really happening around us. So... Uh, We can use those that are close to us to help us with some of that. In this type of situation, being selfish can really cause some long-term problems. Yeah. You don't want to do what you want to do just because you want to do it. Uh, You need to really be considerate of everyone that's involved Mm -hmm. because uh, from any one of those people can come conflict. Yeah. And you you can buy yourself a lot of trouble. Or you can avoid a lot of trouble mm-hmm. if you'll just be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, timing is everything. Yep. How you move forward, how you talk about things. Mm-hmm. And uh, kids certainly do put pressure on multiple marriages. When you've had second and third marriages, kids sometimes are uh, the reason why a second or third marriage doesn't work. So you want them on board. You want them to be excited and ready for the change just as much as you are. Um, the guest list, you know, sometimes uh, for second weddings, you're focusing on the celebration and the people that you want to share it with. And you've got, you know, his friends, her friends. And do you invite friends that uh, you were close to in your first marriage, even though you still may be, you know, friends with them? Uh, maybe they're closer to your ex than they are to you. Or, you know, how would they feel if they came to you, you know, to a, your mar- your wedding Uh, how are they going to respond to that? Hopefully they'll be happy for you. But, you know, it it brings into a little bit more uh, things you have to think about and consider when you're putting together your guest list. And I loved it when they said destination weddings because, you know, if you go away somewhere, only those that you kind of really invite or certain people can go because they can't afford to go or whatever it may be. And it kind of forces the situation where you're in a more intimate situation 
in an intimate setting without all of that and you don't have all the drama of people feeling like they were offended that they weren't invited and you know you say well I didn't know because you know you're such good friends with Tommy I didn't know how you would feel if you came to you know my wedding and and you know and then they're mad you know because of course we would want to come to your wedding you know and you didn't know so you didn't invite them you know, it just it just it just opens up, you know. It, it, it just you can, like that idea. It can just be. I love the idea of a surprise wedding. <laughs> a surprise sure. wedding. Sure, somebody yeah. somebody has a party and you show up with your officiant and you say, "Hey, by the way, you mind if we get married during this party?" And you just boom. <laughs> and then you just what are they going to say? Well, you know, the wedding doesn't take very long. That's it's just right. a few minutes to say "I do." Get somebody to play the wedding march. Stand yeah. up there. Have somebody say the word. Say <laughs> "I do." And And get the party started. That's right. Uh, That's right. So, uh, of course, that would be all your close friends and family you would invite to a surprise wedding. Uh, But second weddings tend to be uh, a more intimate occasion. Sometimes they're not as large or uh, as um, formal as uh, first weddings are. And some of the questions that uh, come up, when people are talking about second weddings is, you know, can we have a religious ceremony? Can we get married in a church, even though we've been married before? Well, of course you can. Well, it depends on what church you go Well, to. that's true. That's so, true. But there's nobody... You might be excommunicated or kicked out or have to find a new church or something. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. But it doesn't mean that you can't get married in church. That's right. I mean, there there is a church. There is a, a place where you can say your vows before God. And, of course, you're saying your vows before God, whether you're in the backyard or you're in the, in the, in the sanctuary. Whether you want to or whether not. Whether you want to or not. So, uh, but, you know, it's, it's quite all right for you to have a church ceremony and for you to have a religious wedding. Well, that's um, what you and I say. Now, there might be some people out there wanting to call in and say, I disagree with that. So just be aware you might be opening a can of worms and don't say, <laughs> well, you know, these people on the radio said it was okay because uh, well, as far as we are, we're concerned, it is. So It might be for some churches, and I understand that. But I don't think God is judging anyone for having a religious ceremony the second time around. That's my personal opinion. That's what That's I just my, said. My yeah. personal opinion. I'm in total agreement with yes. you. Yes. Personal opinion. So we'll move on to something yeah, else because I don't want the phones That's to start right. ringing. Um, so second weddings have a tendency to be a little bit more intimate. And then you talk about, you know, well, what are we going to do with the wedding party? Are we going to have attendance? Are we going to have, uh, are we going to um, just for it just to be us or maybe a maid of honor and a best man or, you know, how are we going to do that? Of course, again, it's just however you want to do it. If you're having a big formal wedding, then you, of course you're going to have attendance. If you're just walking yourself down the aisle and you're just exchanging vows with your uh, person that you're getting married to, then you're you're probably not going to have someone. Of course, you might want to incorporate your kids at that point in those special places. But um, the wedding party is completely based on what type of wedding you are having. And you know what? I'm just sitting here thinking it really should mean something to you. It's not just a formality. Yeah. It's not just a ceremony. It's you're pledging your love mm-hmm. and commitment to another person in front of God and everyone that's there. And mm-hmm. if it includes your children, this is a real opportunity to make a very powerful family statement. Yes. So take it seriously. If, if Unless you just don't want to. If you want to be frivolous, then 
I think that carries with it its own own consequences. Yep. And uh, remember, it's your first time planning a wedding with this person that you're marrying, Uh, and it should uh, (laughs) mean something to them. Don't say, well, you know, um, you did that in your first wedding, and so I don't want to do that in this one. And, of course, you know, that is a sensitive subject. You do want to talk about those things. But don't compare. You know, don't compare what happened in the past to what's happening in the future. Uh, let it be about y'all, and y'all decide what you think is best for for the two of you and for your family, and then you move forward from that. But um, be real careful not to compare and try to do uh, or do one-up some, you know. Well, you know, uh, you're, you're bringing up issues that people may not have thought of. There's going to be things come up that you get to decide how you're going to deal with that. I mean, you're uh-huh. doubling the number of in-laws or ex-in-laws. Yep. That, and you're doubling the number of grandparents those children mm-hmm. are going to have. And mm-hmm. it's, boy, you talk about complicated situations mm-hmm. that you need to be able to sit and discuss. Mm-hmm. Before, before, you know, how are you going to handle, you know, how are you going to handle inviting the ex-in-laws? Or how are you going to handle inviting the ex uh, grandparents, great grandparents, you know, your kids are in the wedding and, you know, I mean, what do you do about those situations? I think it needs to be settled between, uh, the two of you as a couple and then shared with your family and talked about before the wedding. And then you decide how you're going to handle it. Um, but these are all things that you don't think about. You get up into the emotions of, oh, I'm getting married again, and let's plan it. Let's go find the dress, and I'm going to do all the things that I didn't do. Maybe you didn't have a big wedding the first time. And you so know, the comparing second it time to a rodeo to... is a really good comparison. <laughs> you think about these guys that rodeo and even the girls that rodeo. You go to your first one, you don't know what to expect. You know, if you're competing, you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But you go to your second one, you've learned a lot in that first one, and you're not going to make the same mistakes. You're more prepared. So when you come into this uh, wedding, you realize, you know, if it's going to be a blended family, that brings a whole lot of new mm-hmm. opportunities. Let's just say it like that. And so be adult about it, be mature about it, be open about it, be honest about it, share your feelings, don't stuff your feelings, don't. Mm-hmm. Hide your feelings, be be real, and be in the moment. Yep, because um, that affects the future. Oh, boy. All of it affects the future. Oh, boy. Well, why didn't you tell me that then? <laughs> don't, don't want to hear that. Well, I had known that. You don't want to hear that yeah. either. Oh, I told you so. Well, we're so gonna... you're going to hear that. <laughs> Well, I'm uh, we're going to take a short break. I told you. <laughs> we're going to uh, take a short break. We'll be back for the second half of At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're talking about uh, It's Not My First Rodeo, planning a second and third wedding. It's a part of our wedding series. We'll be back. A wedding is a life event, so make it memorable with a photographer you can trust. Rebecca Paul Photography can be trusted to capture those special moments of your big day leading up to your ceremony and celebration to follow. Rebecca Paul Photography will help you remember all the special moments with candid photographs and videography to create visual memories of not only the bride and groom, but even those that have come to celebrate. Don't let those precious moments that seem to slip away during all the busyness of your best day ever. Let Rebecca Paul Photography create the memories that you remember for years to come. Rebecca Paul Photography, an amazing husband and wife photo and video team based out of Austin, Texas, specializing in wedding and elopement photography and cinematic videography. 
photography. Visit RebeccaPaulPhotography.com and make plans to choose Rebecca Paul Photography to make your wedding an affair to remember. If you're looking for the perfect place to exchange your wedding vows, experience romance in the air, and breathtaking sunsets, Terlingua Ghost Town will give you the ultimate destination wedding experience. You will feel a rustic romance with all the history of things remaining the same for centuries, and a modern romance for any couple to share their love. Terlingua Ghost Town brings the beauty and elegance of the St. Agnes Church being the perfect wedding chapel to have the ceremony of your dreams. The celebration doesn't stop at the chapel. It will extend to an exquisite outdoor venue for the most romantic reception under the stars. Fabulous indoor party at the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Saloon. And the most sophisticated accommodations for your guest and the most memorable stay for the bride and groom. There is no place better to start your life whether you are planning a wedding extravaganza or a private romantic elopement. Terlingua Ghost Town is the place to be. For more information about accommodations, the trading store, St. Agnes Church, visit BigBenHolidayHotel.com. And for the Starlight Theater Restaurant and Saloon, visit TheStarlightTheater.com. Your wedding in Terlingua Ghost Town has been written in the stars. Welcome back to At Home with Debbie Rule, where we're continuing our wedding series. And tonight we're talking about it's not my first rodeo, planning your second and third wedding, which can be a challenge, uh, just as different challenges uh, that we have during planning a second and third wedding that you might not have during the first wedding. Um, but so many, you know, things that you can do and you can't do, and and we've been talking about some of those things and basically um, do what's right for you and for the one that you're marrying and focus on the marriage. You know, you don't want to be in the same position that you're in now uh, with looking at not being married, you know, being divorced. And um, that's, that's the thing is that sometimes we don't um, focus on the marriage. That's the same thing with first weddings. We put so much time and effort into planning a wedding and marriage uh, just goes out the window. We don't do any planning or, or preparation for the marriage. Uh, if you are a first-time marriage, pre-marriage counseling is really, really important. Uh, second time, so important. I mean, I think more so than the first time around uh, because you've got so many more issues and you've got to decide how you're going to deal with those before the time arises because you're going to deal with them. You know, they're going to deal with you. Uh, so some of the things that we've been talking about, family and kids and all of these different issues that arise, you can do that in a setting with someone that can be objective and that can help you to process and work through those things and come to a compromise. And, you know, you love each other, but sometimes issues get in the way of that and just learn how to work through them. And that takes help sometimes. 
Before we go any further, uh, your promo about the um, wedding giveaway mm-hmm. mentions Rebecca Paul Photography. And you and I have been involved in many weddings over the years, and I can't remember a one where at some point you didn't want to shoot the photographer. They are so <laughs> obtrusive and in the way, and you're just like, Ugh. but not Rebecca Paul. Uh, very unobtrusive. Didn't know she was there and her husband and the pictures. Fantastic. Fabulous. Yeah. Amazing. And really, she wasn't. They went at, went early and and planned out what they were going to do. They, of course, you know, we didn't know. Mm-hmm. We'd never worked with them before. And they took shots uh, that you want, but you didn't even know they were moving around. They're mm-hmm. so unobtrusive. And they got the great location, the uh, perspective, and then looking at the finished product, I'm just amazed. So Yeah, I'm boy. looking at the pictures. I'm saying, how did they get that picture? I didn't even know that she or he was standing there. They never drew attention to themselves yeah. or made it about them. And Yeah, uh, man. it was very nice. So, yeah, it was amazing. And part of that giveaway is a um, two-night stay in Terlingua Ghost Town. Amazing Terlingua Ghost Town. Uh, ama- I had never been there before. Amazing accommodations. And uh, a $650 value package from Rebecca Paul, which is going to be a one-minute video. And also a bridal session or a re- um, engagement session. Um, so they also do uh, family and um maternity you know they do all kinds of photographs so uh but they're going to give us and, and a wedding video yes and a wedding video. oh my goodness so that's part of the giveaway along with a pampering day from cuts and such and some other things that are going to be in that package so if you're going to want to register which you're going to want to if you're getting married or if you know someone that's getting married or maybe you just want to register because you want a little time away, uh, call the station here at 597-2119. That's 597-2119. We'll put your name in the drawing. You can also visit our Facebook page, and it'll have some instructions there on what you can do to go and register uh, for the giveaway on Facebook. So uh, be looking for that this week. The promos will start tomorrow and we'll be uh, advertising and we'll be taking names until after the, um, let's see, March 29th will be our last show. And Rebecca will be here with me. We're going to be talking about elopements. I get the day off. You get the day off. And so it's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about elopements and destination weddings and her experience with that, working with brides and grooms and how to plan those. And then Monday morning, during the morning show, between 8 and 9, we'll announce the winner of uh, the wedding extravaganza package. So don't miss this opportunity to register, 597-2119, or go to At Home with Debbie Rule Facebook page, and it will give you some instructions on how you can register for the wedding extravaganza. You can also go by 1904 South Bridge Street, Cuts and Suts, Cuts and Such Family Hair Salon. She'll have a box there where you can register to win as well. So lots of ways that you can win that wedding extravaganza package. Back to extravaganza. extravaganza. I love that word. It's not my first rodeo. Let's get back to that. One of the myths is you should not expect or receive gifts when you're getting married for the second or third time. Do you agree with that? No. No. Um, you should expect more. <laughs> You've earned and, and it, right? And not a toaster 
and not pots and pans. Some of the good stuff. We want the good stuff. We got all of that other stuff. And here's the thing about a destination wedding. If people put out money for a ticket and a hotel room, that just diminishes how much you're going to get. So I like the surprise wedding, especially if it's somebody else's party. But you don't get any gifts then. They get, oh, well, They don't know they're bringing a wedding you, gift. You have, you have your buddies run around with a hat and say, give to the couple, oh, give to the couple. okay. So that's a... That's a honeymoon get, get fund. That, what thing. is that little cube thing? We can take a credit card. <laughs> right here. Oh my goodness! You got to have your buddies help you out, or your girlfriends, or your maid of honor. I mean, you got to work it. You got to plan these things. Yeah. You really like that surprise thing. I do. I think that's neat. Um, if you well, need a preacher, I'll come and do it. <laughs> you love. Okay. Uh, is it all right to have a wedding shower? Is it okay? To have a yes. bridal registry, yes. is it okay to receive gifts for a second or third or fourth or whatever wedding? And I believe my personal opinion, and and I I think uh, that show. you'll find that you'll so find you can say whatever you want. You'll to. find that most people agree that it's okay. You know, some people might say, "Oh, it's so gauche to expect." Well, you're not invited. You know, that person's not invited. It. You may not expect it, but you know what? You can certainly receive it. Yeah. But don't be disappointed if somebody has that attitude because some people are that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, having a bridal shower, wedding shower, a lot of times uh, it, about the it's about the bride so much the first wedding. And, and they do a lot of couple showers for the first wedding as well, but mostly... Second and third weddings, you might incorporate having more of a of a couple shower, just a party. Uh, again, power tools, yeah, great gifts for the where groom. people could come. Yeah. I mean, our son-in-law got a weed eater. Weed eater, yeah. Right, it got delivered to the house, a weed eater, and but he didn't get that grill he wanted. I Aww. don't know. I think that's the only thing. Did that's he get still a chainsaw? I don't know. Need and a chainsaw. Two or three things that were written on their registry that he didn't. The, the two or three things he didn't get were the things he picked out. So, ah, But they've got a reception coming, so you never know what might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you know, these are just myths that you can't have a wedding shower, you can't accept gifts or um, give gifts to a couple that's getting married again. You know, it's about celebrating. That's right. And if you, if you don't celebrate uh, that second or third wedding, if you don't, if you don't make it special, you're going to regret it. Because this is your opportunity to have a special time with the one you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Hopefully, you're going to spend the rest of your life with that person. And so, well, why, that's the goal. Why that's have certainly re- the goal. Yeah. Why have regrets? And why not do what you want to do? That's right. And so, uh, don't invite people that disagree with that. Why let them ruin your special day? And it is a special day. Yeah. Um, so it's okay. You know, you can have a big wedding. You can have a small wedding. You can have an elopement. You can have a destination wedding. You can have a surprise wedding. You know, you can have any kind of wedding you want to have for the second and third wedding. Uh, and as, as long as your heart is in it and you're in agreement with the one that you're marrying and your family is good and okay with it and you move forward in total unity with one another and you are, um, moving forward to have the best life that you can have together, then, you know, you can't go wrong. And so, um, mm-hmm. you know, you just do need a marriage license, though. You do marry, and need an a officiant. <laughs> yes. You yes, referred you to it as the officiator last week. I thought it was cute. Oh, I was uh, the officiator. Yeah, your officiator. <laughs> the officiator. Um, the officiant. Okay. Well, 
Yeah, you had a dual. These aren't words we use very often. No. Um, So uh, what about bachelor and bachelorette parties? I mean, you know, you're still going to have that one last thing that you're going to do with your friends before... Uh, you and you don't married. have to do that, and you certainly don't need to be stupid about it. So. Well, it doesn't have to be destructive. Yeah. I mean, you can just get together and have a dinner or something like that. I mean, it does. You know, those are the most, uh, the best things to do. All those other things are not good to do any time, first time around, or second, third, fourth, whatever. But, um, but you know, getting together with your friends and celebrating. You know, this is my last time as a single lady to go out with all the girls or my last time to go fishing with all the guys you know being single so those kinds of things are fine it's perfectly all right uh, for a couple that is being married for the second time to enjoy those things as well other than the first time let's say Mm -hmm. it that way that way we don't add numbers so let me ask you this should we invite our exes and their families to the wedding. Yeah, well, that depends. I think if their relationship is there, that's great mm-hmm. to have them in agreement, to have them supportive. Uh, that is wonderful, especially if there are children involved. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a testy situation, I mean, it's how the. Uh, here's the way to answer the question Would they be offended if they weren't invited? Will they be offended if they are invited? Answer mm-hmm. those questions, and that tells you how to go mm-hmm. forward. And you might be able to talk with them beforehand. Maybe you have a close relationship with them, and you might say, you know, I'd really like for you to be there, but I understand if that would make you feel uncomfortable or if you would rather not, um, that's perfectly fine. I, I understand that. I'm with you on it. And let them talk with you about it. Sometimes they may, you know, they may say, no, it's not going to bother me at all. I wouldn't miss it for the world. And then they might say, you know, you know, I love you and you know that that we have a great relationship, but I don't want to hurt, you know, my child Mm -hmm. by coming to the wedding. But, you know, my heart's there and I, you know, you just need to talk about those things. And these are all the things that we're saying that you have to talk about before. So many more things that you talk about before that. What did you say? Other wedding? How did uh, you? Uh, other than the first wedding. Other than the first wedding. <laughs> uh, things this that you other talk. Than the first other wedding. than the first wedding that you talk about. So, you know, don't put them on the spot, but sit down and talk to them. Don't just call them up out of the blue, but take them to coffee, invite them over, have dessert, you know, dinner, lunch, or something like that, and just have a sit down and say, "How do you feel about this?" And let them share their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it just It's a way to work through and to not have offense or problems later on. And you know what? There's always opportunity in life to be offended. Mm-hmm. And if you're a person that's easily offended, you're going to have a very offended life because mm-hmm. life is offensive. But if you're a, a person that extends grace and you're not easily offended and you don't take offense, you don't look for offense, then... Uh, I think your life will be happier, and people will invite you to a lot more things. Mm-hmm. They really will, and you'll have uh, much more joy in your life. So, you know, you know the people that we're t- you're talking about. Are they easily offended? Do they take offense at the slightest thing? Well, you know, then you're going to have to deal with that. And so many times we can uh, look ahead and think about the people that are going to be impacted, and we know how they're going to react. Now, sometimes we're surprised, and pleasantly so, 
But other times we can kind of plan, you know, hey, there's going to be some hard feelings here. Mm -hmm. We need to get out in front of this. We don't need to be surprised by it or be caught off guard by it or have it blow up, you know, right at the wrong time. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is from someone that says, um, it didn't matter that I met my second husband six years after divorcing my terrible first husband. Our wedding felt horrible. You take a lot of baggage with you into your new relationship after an old one ends poorly. The husband number one cheated. So on our wedding day, even though I knew I loved this person, I felt hesitant and doubtful. This is husband number two, that he'd break my heart. Plus, your second wedding comes with a rush of memories from the first one. And it just feels weird and horrible. If I ever have to do this a third time, I'd skip the wedding and sign the marriage license in privacy. Mm. <laughs> That's true. You carry all of that in there with you if you haven't dealt with it beforehand. So those are things you need to deal with. If there's any trust issues before you stand there and say, I do, let's talk about that before. But certainly, you take all of that baggage into the second marriage, and that's where that pre-marriage counseling and some of that teaching and classes that you can take beforehand will help you uh, to ease some of those fears. And it's terrible to stand up there and say, I do to someone. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you and feel that way. I feel sorry for her that mm, she felt that yeah. way when she was, you know, taking a vow to love someone. And, and I... I agree with you uh, when you talk about how important pre-marriage counseling is. And what yeah. I want everyone to understand is talking with your friends isn't pre-marriage counseling. No. Your friends are people that agree with you, and they're going to say things that you agree with. But a counselor, a trained person, an object, objective person is going to ask you questions that your friends may say, tell you how to answer it. But they're not there to tell you how to answer it. You've got to think about it. You've got to. If she had had pre-marriage counseling before this second marriage, she'd have been able to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And she wouldn't have been caught by surprise. Yeah. So. Yeah, that you need to deal with those before because you're robbing yourself of the joy uh, during that that uh, marriage, the, the next ceremony that you have, the wedding number two, you are um, robbing yourself of the joy of being together and really um, feeling those emotions of that commitment that you're making because you're worried about something that might happen. And so deal with those things before, because I guarantee you, you're not going to only deal with it during the ceremony, but those insecurities and those trust issues are going to come right on into the marriage. And when they come into the marriage, there's going to be problems. So getting married doesn't fix those things. Talking them out and working them through before you get married is what helps you work them out. But don't think that marriage fixes a problem. A lot of people go into marriage thinking, well, if we just get married, that'll take care of that problem. Or if we just get married, then there won't be any more insecurities or trust issues. And if we've come out of a bad relationship, it's only natural to have insecurities and to have trust issues if there was trust broken. So you've got to deal with that before you go into the second time around because it's going to come up. Or the other than first time. Other than first time, yeah. yes. So uh, so those are things that you want to talk about beforehand. Um, some people say that you can save a lot of money 
um, other than the first time when you're getting married because you're not spending so much on all of the extra things that you did the first time around. Well, you're saving your money. Uh, it's probably your parents' money that was spent the first time around. But um, anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, it's your pain. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah your pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have these T-shirts out now. I don't adult well. I think that's so funny, but it's mm-hmm. so true. Listen, if it's the other than first wedding, you need to act like an adult. Yeah. And act like someone with some maturity and some wisdom and be wise about this. Perpetuating bad decisions is not a good thing to do. Yeah. Um somebody else that's encouraging, you know, to really think it through. She says, I never really thought that I would end up not knowing who this person is. I thought I knew when I married him. But when I look back, I feel like an idiot because there was so much I didn't give attention to. And I think I did not. I didn't on purpose. Like I didn't want to see it. I wish someone had told me to really look at it rather than spending seven years with someone that I really didn't know. Mm. Um, So, you know, she's encouraging really think it through really think it through Mm. and look for compatibility. Another one says, look for compatibility that will last you through the long haul. Opposites, that's what she says, opposites might attract, but then they repel. Boy, that's a fact. (laughs) If it's not working before your marriage, don't think it's going to change. Decide if this is how it is now. Is really something you want to devote your life to? Don't think there's a better version of this coming because there isn't. Uh, If it if you make yourself a doormat from the beginning, you'll always be a doormat. When we met, I did everything to make myself what they wanted and make his life easy. And that's exactly how he treated me once we were married. So things don't change um, without people changing. Yeah. So think it through. Make sure that this is what you want to do. Make sure that you're not on the rebound. Make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons and You know, marriage, I want to end on this note, marriage is work. Whether it is your first or other than your first. Other than your first, that's right. It takes work. and If you want it to work, if you want it to be successful, you got to work at it. That's right. It's like starting a business. you got to work at it. It's Mm 24-7. Yep. So uh, if you are, um, you know... um, Thinking that, like I said earlier, that, you know, marriage will fix some of these problems. Well, just remember that you are uh, not going to be able to uh, work through those things unless you intentionally work through them. So marriage is work, regardless of how long you've been married or how many times you've been married. Uh, multiple marriages have a little bit more to work through sometimes, but it, it can be worked on. And you just need to go in with the attitude that marriage is work. It's 24 hours a day. Every seven day. Seven days a week. And have the attitude <laughs> of, I look forward to clocking in every day. That's right. We're going to make this the best marriage the world has ever seen. Yep. Because if you have that attitude, then... Uh, you and me, baby, against the world. Yep. Then when, when crisis comes or when problems arise, you'll have a better way of being able to work it out um, when you decide that you're going to work it out. You know, one thing that I found, and I 
quickly is that, that sometimes in uh, marriages other than the first one, it's a lot easier to quit because oh. you've quit before and you say, well, this worked out. I, you know, it didn't, divorce didn't kill me the first time. Right. Uh, and so you, you've got that little voice inside of you telling you, and you've got to overcome that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, marriages work. Don't give up. Stop the insanity. Stop the insanity. Things don't get better unless you change. And, um, and think it through before you do it. And make sure that it's the right thing for you and your family, those kids and and uh, everyone involved there and make sure that you're doing the right thing before you step out and just run off and get married again. On the next program, I'll tell everybody about the guy who compared his wife to his truck. That's a great story. Well, thank you so much for being with us tonight and inviting us into your home. We always love hearing from you and spending Sunday evening with you, sharing our thoughts about home, family, and relationships. From our home to yours, I'm Debbie Rule. I'm Rudy Rule. And we'll see you next week right here at 6 p.m. on KNEL 95.3 FM and KNELradio.com. Don't forget, download the TuneIn app and you can find KNEL on that or Alexa. And we'll be glad to be with you next Sunday right here at 6 o'clock p.m. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today for At Home with Debbie Rule. You can be at home with Debbie Rule every Sunday on Canyon 95.3 FM and CanyonRadio.com. Follow At Home with Debbie Rule on Facebook and podcast on iTunes. See you next week at home with Debbie Rule for more insights on home, family, and relationships.